have a bully inside your head telling you that you're not good enough? Do you lean towards self-defeat? Do you have trouble believing in yourself? And are you dying to learn how to become the perfect version of you? A you that you dream about? If you answered yes, then you're like me, and this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Journey to Worthy podcast, where we discuss self-esteem, worthiness, and transformation through a gay lens. I'm your host, Jeremy Long, and I want to share my journey with you. Welcome to the Journey to Worthy. Hey everyone, welcome to episode three of Journey to Worthy. Today I'd like to talk about taking risks and self-discovery and becoming that ideal version of yourself. For me, taking risks has really helped me on my journey to see what I'm capable of. They've helped me to expand my self-discovery. I'd like to tell you how I've tried extreme sports and yoga that have increased my self-esteem. I've done exercises on how I can lean into discomfort and propel myself through fear by taking these risks, and how healthy risk can actually lead to success and enrich your life. So doing things that are hard and things that scare you can sometimes be overwhelming. And for me, the last episode, I mentioned how letting fear stop me from going out and trying new things is a common theme in my life. It's funny because when it comes to avoiding responsibility, I can be a total rebel. But when it comes to moving forward in my life, sometimes I stick to playing it safe. But I want to say to you, quit playing it small. Don't be afraid to shine. But for these things, I often see the ideal version of myself doing amazing things in my mental reality and wishing that I could manifest them. But the first step is always putting myself out of my comfort zone and trusting that that payoff that I want for the action, that it's worth taking that action and walking through that fear. So my belief is that basically you can teach yourself how to act your way into right thinking. Sometimes I can't sit there and imagine how I'm going to become better at something, but sometimes just acting your way into right thinking is the way to go. You know, fear is a thought which stops you from taking the action. But if you can just act your way into that experience and make that first step, you can act your way into right thinking and believing in yourself. I'd also like to inform you that you can acclimatize yourself to literally anything you put your mind to. So this might be a bit of an extreme example, but I watched that movie with James Franco, 127 Hours. I was watching it on the plane ride over to Bali on uh, my trip overseas. And if you haven't seen it, it's a pretty intense movie. James Franco plays a man that's like this extreme sports uh, guy who's running around the Grand Canyon and he slips into this crevice and gets his arm crushed under a rock. And basically you find out that, well, I don't know if I should uh, tell you the full story, but he ends up having to do something in order to survive. And so basically what I learned from watching that movie is that when we put ourselves in situations where we don't know what to expect, we ultimately have to deal with the consequences. And therefore, because we put ourselves there, we have to learn how to navigate the circumstances once we're there. But what I've realized is that we can literally acclimatize ourselves to anything. We can get through anything. If you give yourself no other option, then you have to. You have to learn. So basically, every time I take action and try new things by putting myself outside my comfort zone, I always end up figuring it out. I get closer to that person that I want to be, that ideal me, every time I just take action. 
And moving into self-discovery, you know, it's about doing things that challenge me and freak me out. Because the more I challenge myself, the more alive that I feel, you know, the more content that I feel based on the actions that I take in my life. I heard a podcast with RuPaul where he was interviewing Katya. And Katya always, uh, she said she always underestimated herself, you know, that she was crippled by fear. And this is the case for me in a lot of areas of my life over the years. And I really want to break free from that. You know, I look at people out there in the world and sometimes I feel like they're living my dream, but I can live my dream. You know, I don't want to be crippled by fear and I don't want you to be either. Elizabeth Gilbert, the author of E Pre Love, mentioned in her book, Big Magic, where she talks about creativity and living an amazing life. She basically says, are you waiting for someone to give you a permission slip to live the life that you want? What if you can have what you want? Basically, she says to you, your permission is granted. And maybe our self-esteem tells us that we aren't worthy or we aren't capable. But I'm also here to tell you that you don't know what you're capable of until you take the risk, until you take action. You get the reward of standing out and learning who you are by taking these risks. And that is where you find how to become that ideal you, because that person is out there. I have a very good friend who recently told me that he doesn't always know what he's going to be good at. He just basically goes and tries things. And if he's good at them, he keeps doing them. And if not, then he moves on. And that's just part of figuring it out. And I've been very lucky to have been exposed to people and experiences that have helped inspire me and basically push me outside my comfort zone. So just a couple of experiences that I've had. A huge part of my learning took place on my trip overseas to Bali. But the first part of that was literally just buying that ticket. Because by buying the ticket, I was putting myself in a situation where I would have to figure it out. By buying the ticket and getting on that plane, I would know, I knew that I would eventually just have to figure it out. As soon as I got there, it would be just part of the experience. And when I did, it was amazing. Basically, I signed up for everything that I've always imagined myself doing, but not being able to do. So I signed up for, you know, I just started taking tons and tons of yoga. I walked into this one amazing yoga studio. It was kind of like a yoga fortress in this town or city called Abud on the island of Bali. And basically, I'd been doing yoga for like a couple of weeks and feeling pretty good about it. You know, I had a little bit of a self-esteem boost. And then uh, I was getting pretty flexible. I was getting pretty good at some of the poses. But I sat in this one class and it was a Hatha yoga class. And I thought, oh, this will be easy because I've been doing all this power flow. But I looked around at the beginning of this class and literally everyone was upside down. Everyone was doing inversions of some kind, handstands, headstands, everything. And I looked up and I was like, I am in the wrong place. I don't know. I'm never going to be that good at this. I thought I had, you know, some poses down. That's about it. So I almost stood up and walked out. But if you've done yoga, you know that it's, you know, it's about an individual practice. It's a look inward. And you learn so much about yourself through the poses and they come with time and practice. And so when I closed my eyes, I realized that I was on my own journey and that comparisons to other people in the class were just going to get me into trouble. And they have done all of the time in my life. So I realized that it's about me and how I see the world, not how I think the world sees me. And it wasn't a waste of time, you know, like I stayed stuck around 
I didn't do any inversions that day. I was just barely able to do a shoulder stand. But a few months later, after practicing regularly, I have already progressed to wide-legged headstands and handstands against a wall since I've been back. You know, I also signed up for open water dive training when I was in Bali. And I can remember my first breath underwater. It was it was crazy. It was really scary, but it was also really empowering. And, you know, thinking that this is awesome, but I was terrified of actually getting out into the open ocean because I was doing the training in the in the pool. And this beautiful woman, she looked at me uh, when I was about to go in the ocean for the very first time and go diving. And she said, everything amazing is on the other side of fear. And I will carry that with me wherever I go for the rest of my life. Because that is so true. Walking through that fear and just believing that I was capable and just honestly putting myself in that situation, I was able to acclimatize myself. I got underwater. You know, I just took my time, wasn't worried about looking like a pro. And I learned so much. Sometimes we just have to acknowledge that maybe, you know, we aren't perfect at something and that we're not going to be perfect at something but we need time to get good at it. And also sometimes in taking risks, you know, sometimes failing a bit is, is going to help you learn and grow and make space for a new and different perspective in your life. And maybe that's what we need to focus on. Some more examples of how I've gotten over some of this fear and taken some risks are I've always had major anxiety over athletics. I never felt like I was very athletic growing up. Being overweight, gay, in a gym class made it all a nightmare. But in my dreams, I always wanted to be, you know, an athlete, someone that did skiing or surfing or whatnot. And through my 20s, I did get really good at lifting weights. But it wasn't until I dated a ski pro who had friends that were all super athletic and did lots of extreme sports where I really started to progress and at first, it wasn't like that. I, I felt like I didn't fit in uh, with him and all of his friends, but I really wanted it to be me. So I would try to keep up, especially when we were skiing. And sometimes I ended up being more nervous and rushed rather than proud and confident, which is what I wanted to feel. But through practice and over a number of years, I did get a lot better at skiing. Sometimes I just need to be a little bit easier on myself. And with that same boyfriend, I was also exposed to a group of guys that liked kiteboarding. And if you've ever tried kiteboarding, man, it is a learning curve. It's a very technical sport where you learn to fly this kite that's anywhere between 12 to 15 meters wide, and it straps your waist on a harness. But once you get it, it's mostly about letting the wind do the work. You end up just pointing the kite in the right direction, and it can be quite easy. When I started, though, I was on a boat um, being constantly tossed into the freezing cold ocean, and I had a miserable time, so I never thought I was going to get good at it. I did have a, another opportunity where a bunch of us traveled down to Mexico, and we did a kiteboarding trip down there. So it was a little bit easier being in warm water. I was a little bit happier, but I still wasn't progressing at the same rates as everyone else was. They made it look really easy. So a couple years went by, and I actually just didn't even try it again because I was intimidated and wasn't with that partner anymore. But I did start seeing it as something that I really wanted to get good at. Sometimes that ideal me is doing things that I want to be doing. And I just have to take the action to get there. And so in order to do that, I committed to taking lessons. So last summer, I actually started going 
up by myself and spending time with an instructor. And I actually started to get looking pretty good at it. I actually started getting up on the board and feeling a lot better about myself. And honestly, I felt so proud because it was just something that I dedicated myself to. So that's another thing. I had to let go of looking good and being great at something new. I've also accepted and realized that I'm not going to be a pro surf instructor, so I need to stop worrying about looking so amazing. And sometimes it's just about trusting the professionals. You know, why should I be worried about looking stupid in front of an instructor? That's their job. They're there for you to help you get better. So you have to be willing to show your flaws because by trying to hide them and pretending you know everything, you're never going to get better. So I actually can't wait to take it up this summer and get back on the board. Another example of that was uh, surfing in Bali. I always thought surfing looked really cool and I love being in the ocean. I spent a lot of time in the ocean in the summer. So what I did was I signed up for my very first lesson. I put myself in that situation where I could learn, where I would have to figure it out. And honestly, it was really hard. It was really annoying and it was quite embarrassing because basically the waves just thrashed me around. Uh, it took me at least an hour before I could even stand up on the board. And even when I did, it wasn't for very long. But man, when I took my first wave, it was amazing. I was in heaven. The worst thing is not trying at all. But if you try and you fail, at least you've learned something. I'm going to post a picture of that very first wave that I ever took. They were taking photos from the beach and I've got like a big smile on my face and I'm really excited. Uh, so I can't wait to share that with you. I'm going to post that on the website. I also am going to post a video that I took right after my very first surf lesson. So it's a warning. It's a little bit emotional because I really realized in that moment what I'm capable of when I just take the risk and try something new. And so for those of you that fear is stopping you, you might want to check out this exercise that I picked up from a podcaster and author uh, Tim Ferriss. So he talks about basically playing out what the worst case scenario is when you try something new. You know, when you fail or you're not good at something, the job isn't for you. You know, maybe it's a relationship that you pursued and it's not going well. You fall down, you embarrass yourself, you feel rejected. That's like the worst case scenario, you know, like the worst things that can go wrong by taking that risk or trying something. But some people don't even like to try. So at least you have tried, right? And so basically what you do is you, you write down all the what ifs in the worst case scenario. Write down every single thing that could go wrong. Tim Ferriss calls this defining your nightmare. So basically the exercise is called fear setting. I'll post a link to it on the webpage as well on the Journey to Worthy webpage. So basically the exercise has you play out your worst scenarios and make clear steps to what you would have to do to recover from this situation. And this is very detailed. You would have to literally write down everything that would happen after you failed and fell on your face and embarrassed yourself. Every step that you would have to take in order to build yourself back up. This allows you to see all the angles of what can happen. So it could go really well, or if it doesn't go so well, these are the things that you would end up having to do. And you realize that that would still be okay. You know, you would still get through it and you'll have learned something because of it. And the technique that I would like to add on would be is how you feel if you don't do it. How you feel if you don't take this risk, if you don't take this action. Because somebody pointed out to me a little while ago that 
sometimes I just wait for life to happen to me. And honestly, that's not what I want to do. I need to know how to go get it myself and how to take that action. And by doing that fear exercise and humoring what can go wrong, basically I can realize that I'm capable of getting through anything. And maybe we should move on to, you know, the next part of that. Like, what if, what if I don't fall on my face? What if the opposite of those fears come true? What if by failing now, you'll learn to get really good at something? And what if rejection from a job leaves you open to that next interview that's going to be an even better job for you? Or what if that guy isn't into you now, but you're now you're available to meet and fall in love with the next person who's the person you're supposed to be with? Maybe failure and rejection will shape you into the you you actually want to be. And what if this is your moment and you don't step up now, you're not going to know what's possible for you in your life. And lastly, one of the techniques that I also use is whenever I'm afraid of doing something new, I reach forward to, you know, the me six months, a year or five years from now. And I think, what would that version of me wish that I had done at this moment right here? You know, what action would my future self want me to take right now? And that's, that's the ideal self. That's the person that I want to listen to and I want to believe. And I want to go take that action. So the moral of the story is basically you can rewrite your story, you know, of how people see you in the world, but more importantly, how you see yourself, at least by trying. So don't let the fear or looking stupid stop you from even starting. If you're like me, it can happen. You can do this. I also met an amazing man in Bali when I attended a workshop and he talked about how to be a little bit more forgiving to yourself, be patient, you know, when trying to reach your potential and take those, those risks. His name is Carl Massey. He's an author, coach, and owner of a yoga studio in Bali called The Practice. And so he talked a lot about, you know, being careful with language and being easier on yourself and forgiving yourself. So we're going to talk about negative self-talk in a future episode. Brene Brown also talks about having self-compassion and letting go of perfectionism in her book, Daring Greatly. You know, the risk you take to put you in a position where anything becomes possible. All of the areas of your unknown life become more reachable and success is inevitable. You never know who you may be exposed to as a result of allowing yourself to become the person you've always wanted to. I have become successful in all areas of my life due in large part to taking healthy risks. I applied for a job where I was going to have to do massive amounts of public speaking. And it turns out that it's something that I'm actually really good at. I love talking on a microphone to many people. Building this podcast was another risk I took, but now I'm just having so much fun in the creative process of building content to present to all of you. Also, the enriching experiences I had while I was traveling alone in Bali and on Australia all of these things I would have not had if I did not just take that first action. So my question to you is, how much do you put yourself out there and try? How do you want to show up in the world? What would you like to do? And sure, success is important, but mostly I want to know in my life that I gave something my all. I want to believe in myself enough to at least go out there and try. I also have a fabulous friend who is wanting to reach out and start blogging about his journey and so with the goal of inspiring others by sharing his triumphs and challenges, 
He wanted to create a community of like-minded people by opening up and starting his blog. But he was struggling with it. He was struggling with starting off and how to get himself motivated. He had a little bit of fear. You know, we all have a little bit of fear going on when it's something new. So we had a conversation where basically I encouraged him just to take the first step, just to, you know, sign up with a website building service. I explained how there's so many different templates out there that you can use to build your website and that he would figure it out, you know, as, as long as he just signed up, he just needed to take that first step. So within the week, he took that challenge, you know, he put himself in the game, he signed up for a website. And because of that, he's, you know, now successfully become a blogger. So I'm really, really happy to hear my friend Kyle. Uh, you can check him out at kylegould.com. I'll post that on my website as well. Amazing blog. So in closing, I'd like to say that haven't you done things in your life that were difficult, but because you did them and you slowly figured out how to make it work for you, weren't you more satisfied when you've overcome something difficult in your life? And aren't there things that it took you a while to get good at, but now you do them really, really well? Isn't that when you feel the best? So when you acknowledge the hard things, but you take action anyways, this is courage, my friends. And I believe that you all have some of that inside of you. Look at those things you've accomplished. Let them be the proof, proof that you have what it takes to go out and try. Take risks and maybe you'll be great. Maybe you won't, but at least you'll know that you've tried and you'll learn something about yourself. So take those action steps, label your fears to bring light to them, buy that ticket or apply for that job, ask that person out, take a lesson in something you've been doing, dying to try. Also, I'll leave you with this. Remember, you can acclimatize to anything. You just have to be courageous enough to put yourself in the game. Okay, thanks everyone. Thanks for joining me on another episode of Journey to Worthy. I hope you all have a fantastic week. And please reach out to me on Instagram at journey to Jeremy. That's journey number two, Jeremy. And check out the website, www.journeytoworthy.com. And please, if you haven't already, please go to iTunes and give this podcast a rating if you want to hear more. 